Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. On this episode, gonna give you my thoughts on the recently released Justice League movie, and I guess the obligatory what I'm thankful for list that you know everyone does for Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I guess I give you my list of things. All that on this special Thanksgiving edition of Trend Chat. Welcome, everybody, to a Thanksgiving edition of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And if you want to read some of my articles on Politichicks, just go to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And don't forget about that book, Politichicks Clearing Call to Political Activism, which is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble over 300 pages of articles from contributors like myself talking about activism, social issues, political issues, education, healthcare, and on and on. And my article about being a delegate at the Republican convention last year 
is in the section called activism. So, like I said, I've mentioned this every time. Well, not every time since I've been on, but yeah, y'all know. Buy like five copies for for Christmas and just hand them out. I'm serious. I mean, you do that. I, I will be very appreciative of that. So, now, first of all, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. <laughs> I am not going to sit here and act like you're listening to this sitting around the, <laughs> sitting around the table with your family and friends listening to me talk. I'm just not going to assume that. If you are, thank you. Hey, everybody, if you're listening, all family and friends, I hope y'all not fighting. I hope y'all not killing each other. I hope y'all having a, actually a good time enjoying each other's company. I really hope that for y'all. Like, but like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and think that you, <laughs> that you got your whole family sitting around and say, hey, shh, be quiet. We want to hear Trent chat. <laughs> but, <laughs> want y'all to all listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If, if, you know what? If someone did do that, please, if you're listening to this and you said, I, uh, I played your podcast while we were sitting around a dinner table having Thanksgiving dinner. If you did, please tell me. I would just love to hear that because that I, one, I would question why. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, yeah, I know I said I want to talk about Justice League and what I'm thankful for, but I mean, I, I really appreciate that you did, and I'll be blown away if I if I got that message. But um, so I'm pretty. I'm guessing someone's probably listening to this probably after. Probably this will probably be listened to on Friday for the most part, if at all. <laughs> but that being said, happy Thanksgiving. And I know I wanted to just wanted to talk about the Justice League movie, which just came out this past weekend. And it I mean, it was number one that, you know, no shock there, but it underperformed by making under a hundred million, which, you know, wow. To say something underperformed at under a hundred million. I mean, that's, that's saying a lot. That says a lot to the expectations that people have for this movie, even though, you know, Marvel has basically set the standard when it comes to special superhero movies to, you know, whether it's the Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, etc. And given that what it pulled in domestically, uh, I'm hearing that it, it, I saw that it's doing well internationally, which may very well help it out as far as upcoming sequels or or anything like that. But I'm just um, I like I said, I've seen it. I, I think I mentioned that in the last episode, and I thought it was pretty good. I didn't. I mean, I have some, I guess, some criticism of it. Um, nothing to the point to where uh, people just make it seem like it's horrible or kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes um, score shows it pretty low. So, but I mean, for one, like I said before, Marvel has set the standard. So DC Comics is basically still playing catch up when it comes to because you have now you have this Justice League movie which is basically you know the collection of all the most well-known superheroes Batman you know Superman Aquaman Flash Wonder Woman 
Cyborg, um, etc., and others as well. But this is the first time for DC. Meanwhile, Marvel has basically done it twice. Well, two and a half times if you count Captain America Civil War, which is kind of like, a, as some people say, like the Avengers 2.5 in a way. But so you haven't had Marvel doing it twice and, and it was well received and made a whole lot of money. <laughs> and now you have DC basically just not coming out with theirs and people are, are just going to instantly see, look at that movie and compare it with the Avengers, which is kind of funny because you have <laughs> Um, you had one person that's kind of connected with both movies, which is, um, Josh, um, um, Joe Sweden. And, um, he's actually, he did, you know, had some, some say some in the new justice league movie and he, and he also directed the first Avengers movie. So, which that kind of, you know, kind of feel like maybe that matter would have helped the this new justice league movie maybe i don't know that's one thing about that i'm wondering too i don't know if they're going to put that in a dvd or whatever or some behind the scenes i actually would like to know exactly what did uh josh whedon do what did he put in to the movie that wasn't there and i mean i guess in how he changed the tone or changed some parts of the movie I kind of just off the top of my head, I feel like the lighthearted scenes, some of the some of the funny moments were his doing and not the original director, uh, Zack Snyder, who is uh, the, the original director. But he had a tragedy um, that, you know, happened with his in his family that took him away from the project. But I, I hope they would put that like in some sort of behind the scenes deal that they will kind of show this is what he contributed to this movie just to kind of get a feel as far as what was in there and what was not. Um, and just to kind of get a feel of how his vision would, uh, went when he joined uh, in the production. It, <laughs> now, also when I think about, just seeing all the kind of criticism of it, even though it did well, but obviously if you see any of the entertainment sites, there's a lot of criticism for different things. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of these people already had their mind made up before the movie even came out for a number of reasons. One, maybe because they just didn't like the other DC movies, maybe don't like Zack Snyder as a director or don't, um, or just already just trying to find something to nitpick before the movie even came out because well, one thing because of the director director change and in the middle of it and they had to do reshoots and all that. And people had to come back. Um, um, Henry Cavill who plays Superman had to come back and for some, some reason, cause he's, he's filming, he was filming mission impossible six, I think whatever. And, he had a mustache and he couldn't shave it off. So he had to, they had to take it off by CGI. So you won't see it in the movie. <laughs> so all this that came out, this negative news that came out before this movie came out, I feel like just because of that, it kind of got some of these critics. I feel like it kind of set, got to set in their mind to already see this in a negative light. And 
this movie had to overperform <laughs> to even get a decent review. It had to be over the top. It had to be really. It had to be better than one woman, <laughs> which um, I think is the only mo- only positive uh, reviewed movie overall from the DC extended universe. If, you know all the different films they want to connect together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel, I feel like they were just looking for anything to nitpick on because some of the things that were coming out. Even the week of before the movie came out, um, was like just talking about the past movies because all right, they didn't like Batman versus Superman, so they they were like, okay, this is they already had a sour taste in the mouth because of that. Which um, I should think because of the length of Batman versus Superman is is a reason I feel like that's the reason why they shortened the movie on Justice League. Cause it was like under two hours. Meanwhile, Batman vs Superman was over two hours. I think it was like maybe two, two and a half hours. And actually, I think that was a detriment to me personally. I think because it felt a little rushed by watching it. That's the one criticism I have is I feel like it could have been a little bit longer. Cause it just felt like they were just like kind of hurry, but let's hurry but get to the action. <laughs> um, and there was plenty of action in it. I just felt like they could have. They could have taken out a couple of scenes that I saw that I felt like maybe a what maybe a second or two that I felt like it was unnecessary, and I felt like they could have added a little bit more. I said maybe an extra ten to fifteen minutes, and especially when you're introducing new characters who I guess haven't not so much new characters but characters that haven't been have, haven't had their modern day <laughs> um, debut as far as if you're talking about uh, Aquaman and Cyborg. I mean people who know those characters but they haven't seen them on the big screen recently and so they're introducing those characters that i think those needed those two characters especially flash not so much because they have there's a cw show about the flash which kind of will give you a little bit of backstory if you care but you have those other two aquaman and cyborg who just coming fresh you know on the scene i think they could have done a little more talking about their backstory just a little bit like I said, I'm only talking about like what one or two minutes, <laughs> maybe five minutes each. So that's extra ten minutes. <laughs> but regardless, I think I feel like they lack confidence in telling their story because of the backlash of what happened with the people complaining about Batman vs Superman being so long. Again, I like Batman vs Superman. I thought I like the extended edition better, actually, which is <laughs> even longer. But it also told the story better to me. But I mean, that, that's another criticism. Now, another criticism that was that came out, I think, the week of last week was this outrage about the costumes of the Amazon women. So if you saw Wonder Woman, you know, these Amazon women, the warriors on this on the island. And if you know, if you've seen Wonder Woman, you know what I'm talking about. But so they're dressed like warriors. And so in the Wonder Woman movie, they didn't, they, I guess their costume didn't show their midriff. They didn't show their abs, I guess we put it that way. And in the Justice League movie, they're showing the abs. So basically on the difference is that they're showing the abs as opposed to not. And you, all of a sudden you had people coming out tweeting, 
feminists and you know the social justice warriors and whatever come out you know basically saying like look look at the difference because when a man directs you know something about the amazons or wonder woman compared to patty jenkins who uh, directed wonder woman and try to make it seem like he was like it was some sexist chauvinistic deal or whatever and i i just thought that was just totally out of place just made no sense in a way for one example that just stands out if anyone even had gave like a second to think about for one who the director was because two because well well for one the director is Zack snyder like i mentioned before and if you don't know who Zack snyder is he's also he's he's the director of the movie 300 which if you remember seeing that movie, those guys were dressed even less than these women were. And they were out here fighting with spears. And so, cause I remember one person tweeting like, uh, um, how can you, um, I guess they were saying like, as far as, as far as how you fight, uh, if you go into battle, shouldn't you be more dressed or more, <laughs> have more protection? I agree. But, um, did you see 300? Those guys were basically out there in their underwear. That was it. <laughs> and yet, I i mean, I would not be surprised those same women that were all upset about these Amazon costumes. I bet they didn't have any problem with 300. Seeing all of them having basically all, basically with Chippendales on a battlefield was 300. That's what, <laughs> I bet they didn't have any problem with that. But uh, with this, with these Amazon costumes, they were like, oh, they want to, just feign his outrage about <laughs> about the uh, about those characters, and that was just another thing they just kind of added on to the negative stories leading up to the movie. Now, another thing was actually, I guess, well, it was in the reviews, but it's also kind of really touched on after the movie um came out on Friday. Is uh, people just made the <laughs> made the thought like. Oh, they did such a horrible job on Henry Cavill's face uh, for the uh, because, like I mentioned before, he had a mustache and they had to digitally take it out some kind of way or whatever. I don't know how the computer graphics go, but they had to take it out because he couldn't shave his mustache. <laughs> it's stupid, really, <laughs> to, to use this as a criticism, but people did. And it, and you had people saying, like, well, it was so horrible. You could see <laughs> that where they mess where his where he has the mustache and that it's all um that they the cgi was messed up or that it it didn't cover up what they needed to and whatever which <laughs> i will say you're full of it honestly honestly if you saw that movie if you didn't know about what i just mentioned if you didn't know anything about the whole mustache deal <laughs> you you wouldn't have thought twice about it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have watched it and said, "Huh, something looks funny about his face." You wouldn't have thought that because he, when you see the movie, nothing looks different. It looks like his face. It's just a simple fact that you know that, and so you're looking at it. <laughs> you're looking at his top lip the whole time. You ain't even looking at his face <laughs> when he's on screen the whole time. You just kind of is. You're just looking right at his top lip the whole time. Just, just looking for it. Like, oh, there it is right there. I mean, 
And you're basically making something that really isn't there. I'm I'm pretty sure there may be a little something there, but I think it's more so people just knew about it and just wanted to use that as a criticism just to just to heap on water with a more negative story on it because they already didn't want didn't like the movie or didn't want the movie to succeed or whatever i don't know i just want to have a reason just to rag on it or whatever <laughs> but i've noticed this has kind of become a little bit of a rant but <laughs> but um I, like i said i did i like the movie i think you know if you're listening like i said if you're listening to this listen to this on you know on thanksgiving around the uh dinner table right now if you listen to me you know i highly recommend i think you go should go see justice league right after dinner <laughs> uh, i don't know if you're watching football or whatnot i mean it's funny i don't know if you all watch football depends on you know the politics of your family i guess <laughs> if you know you have some people who or not watching because of the whole kneeling and everything that's been going on this season and last. So I don't know. Maybe you're not watching the NFL this year. <laughs> if not, like I said, I think y'all just go to the movies and watch justice league. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Um, I think you will have fun watching it. There are some good, you know, a lot of good things, good action in it. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Actually, I guess kind of break it down a little more, a little bit, not to go too far into this, but um, just um, the you know, all the individual characters. I'm I'm looking forward after after watching this movie. I really want to see that Flash movie now because he was he really stood out. I really enjoyed his time on screen. He was um uh, the guy Ezra Miller who played the Flash, and he. I really enjoyed it. It was fun <laughs> watching him as the Flash. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Even though it seems like it's farther down the line, I think it should be pushed up. They should rush her up and get that on to make that movie. Um, actually, I think the next one is going to be Aquaman, which is sometime next year. But I, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and to that Flash movie. I think it'll be fun. Especially given the fact of what they are considering, what the storyline is going to be. But anyway, I'm not going to get too far into that. I'm people have no idea what I'm going to be talking about. But um, the, I think the next well, the next one, Aquaman. I think then I think a Batman movie. Then obviously Wonder Woman two. That's <laughs> that is the most obvious. That's going. They're definitely going forward with that. So. I don't know the timeline as far as all these movies, but honestly, if I was doing it, I think the next one should be the flash. Then Aquaman and then Wonder Woman too. But also I, I think they ought to have more collaborations in these movies as opposed to like standalone. Um, so, so kind of like, um, I mean, I guess in a way it'd be kind of like copying Marvel, but in a way, but I think it's a good thing. Uh, like Batman and Superman, like, look, I like Superman. I can watch. <laughs> I like Superman Returns, that one that most people don't like. <laughs> uh, my favorite Superman movie is Superman Three. <laughs> That's my favorite. But it, but I can understand if they don't make it any more, like right now, only because of even though they did, they they made they made money with the two Superman movies, Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. But just a critical review. Um, the I guess the negative criticism of it, maybe keeping the studio from maybe thinking about doing another Superman movie, which you know, if not, that's 
okay. I feel like those characters, even Batman, whatever the deal with Ben Affleck, if he's going to return or whatever, whatever. I feel like those characters ought to be integrated in, uh, integrated into the other movies. So maybe have them Batman or Superman in a Wonder Woman movie as a kind of in a supporting role or something. Or, um, you know, have them in like the Flash movie here and there. I, I guess a good, a good example would be like if anyone saw the new Spider-Man so you had Spider-Man, but Iron Man had a, a good portion in it or kind of like the Hulk in, in the Thor movie. I think it, they should do more of that. And it's probably not focus too much on trying to have all these standalone movies. I think if they did more kind of like a, you know, a collaboration of, a, of sense and some of these movies that might help out more so than trying to do so many solo movies. So, Anyway, I've really went longer than I thought I was going to go on that. But like when I first started this podcast, I said I was going to talk about movies. I really haven't been doing it. And as you can tell, I can talk about this all day as much as I talk about politics, too, or whatever. So, but anyway, and speaking of that, the next thing that I'm looking forward to is with Star Wars because I love watching Star Wars. So I'm looking forward to watching that. I'll probably talk about <laughs> talk about that when it comes out. I know I um it's funny, I talked to a friend a couple of days ago and they they like you know, this friend likes Marvel more than DC. So it's kinda like what I've been talking about already, you know, my friend has this uh, she I guess she has her side on it, put it that way. <laughs> And, um, we also got talking about Star Wars and, you know, I'm thinking maybe probably when it get close to Star Wars coming out, might do a podcast just talking about Star Wars. That's a full warning. I'm telling you right now, if you listen to it, if you don't like Star Wars, yeah, it's coming. Just letting you know, I don't know if it's going to be a full episode about Star Wars, but some talk about Star Wars is coming. (laughs) So I don't know if that's making you excited or not, (laughs) but, um, I'm just telling you that it's coming along with that interview with the producer of Trend Chat. <laughs> That's, that, you know what? I'm thinking that might be on Christmas. <laughs> Actually, that might be a Christmas episode. The the interview with the producer. I'm looking forward to that one too. <laughs> so anyway, again, this, um, just want to say happy Thanksgiving. I, I don't have any, um, any gobble gobble music <laughs> and like, you know, gobble gobble effect of turkeys or whatever. I mean, I I do have an effect of what you would do to a turkey. I mean, <laughs> something like that, or you might do that to the turkey. That's about all I got for as far as, uh, you know, hey, like a gobble, gobble, you know, and then shoot them and then you eat them. So <laughs> anyway, uh, like I said, um, I, well, I'm thankful for y'all listening whenever you're listening. And before I get into what I'm thankful for, let's hear from my friends from The Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. 
the founding project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. So, obviously, given that it's Thanksgiving week, everyone who either has uh, a website or anything, or basically, either you're writing an article or doing a show, basically talking about what you're thankful for. Which, you know, I'm not saying like it's something that you shouldn't do. I think it's a great thing. I'm just, like I said in the beginning, it's kind of, this is my turn to give my, you know, my thankful list. And in a way, it's kind of like the obligatory, like, well, you should say what you're thankful for. Kind of feel like if I don't, feel like I'm, I don't know, like I'm anti-Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> uh, which I'm not. So, I'm, you know, I definitely want to say what I'm thankful, what I'm thankful for. And I just, thought about it for a second i said well well what am i thankful for and i know the first thing for me i'm thankful thankful for being able to live in a country where you can proclaim you know as far as for me as a christian proclaiming that jesus christ is lord that he is the way the truth and the life that you can go out and spread the gospel to whoever you want Without the fear of persecution, um, given that, it, that you know that's your God-given right, and also backed up in the Constitution to have that protection as well, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we're able to have brothers and sisters out here who are out here out there to tell people the good news of the gospel, who are able to give their money to missions overseas and and to continue to. You know, spread the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the one thing I'm thankful for. And I know a lot of times we tend to maybe want to seem like it's as far as persecution goes over here. Sometimes we kind of want to mention that we're being. Uh, I mean, there are stories some, you know, as far as saying that uh, a feeling of persecution. But I mean, let's be honest, it's not is nothing to the level of what's going on in other places across the world where people are being, you know, killed, murdered for their faith, having, you know, the churches burned down, having people shot, hung and all in other places of the world because of of their you know, their profession of faith. So that that's one that's one thing I'm thankful for off the top. Now I'm also thankful for, let's just say, the Constitution itself. I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for having a system where if you want to bring change in this country, you have that opportunity in the Constitution. It's only just up to us, we the people, and this is something I've mentioned before, it's up to us to actually use it. And I'm I'm a firm believer of, you know, we get the government we deserve because the power is within, you know, as it says in the Constitution, we the people. And I'm thankful for having that system to um, whether, you know, if it's something you don't like, something that you think is egregious and the people can actually, you know, whether contact their representatives or or elect people who they want to represent them and 
we have the what you have the amendment process in the Constitution. So it's not like you're stuck with everything. Now, it's not it's not something where it's done in an instant. I mean, you have to have a, a certain number, you have to have a good number of people who want to who agree with having whatever amendment you want to add. So that's why we haven't had an amendment, <laughs> a new amendment in you know decades <laughs> because it's not something that you, that should be taken lightly for one, but that, but that, you know, process exists. And that's what I'm thankful for at, in one sense. And also, well, speaking of the constitution, I mean, just, just the freedom of speech. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole Bill of Rights. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the whole Constitution, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Just like the freedom of speech. I mean, that's something to be thankful for. I think we take it for granted. I think a lot of people, especially liberals, take it for granted in a way because they're so out, out here to wanting to stifle other people's freedom of speech. Whether, you know, on the college campuses or whatnot, or, but I'm thankful for the freedom of speech, even if it's to, you know, talking about, you know, Thanksgiving, football and the NFL, the freedom to kneel uh, and freedom to protest or whatever. You know, I, you know, I am thankful for that freedom. Now, even though I disagree, I think it's very misguided based on a misperception uh, on you know, whatever whatever they perceive as racial injustice or police brutality, whatever. I think that is just going at it the wrong way. Or like I said, just a misguided view. That being said, have the freedom to do it. And, but also as all, every time you said it, you also, it's not the freedom from being criticized about it. People have the freedom to say what they say about your protest as much as you have the freedom to protest. Also, you know, the freedom of speech and just thinking about some more recent talking about freedom. You, know, you had a freedom to be obnoxious, to be an obnoxious, I guess, dad and ungrateful to the president because your son got caught shoplifting in, in China. And, and just, you just can't bear to say thank you to getting your son out and just wanting to get in front of a camera every time just to basically promote your big whatever brand <laughs> you have that freedom you have a freedom to you know be as obnoxious as you want to be just go go ahead and if people want to put you on tv all right that's on them i ain't gotta watch it if people want to watch that's on them just like people want to get mad about the kim about you know the kardashians and all them well i mean p- they're not up there for nothing. Somebody's watching. Somebody want to watch them. So they go. So they have a market and people want to watch them. They have it. That's the free. That's that's the joy of freedom. I think some people maybe just think it that is uh, in some cases like, oh, maybe we shouldn't. No, I don't feel that way. I, I'd rather have them out there than, than the other way around where you have the government or some entity out there telling you what you can't say or can't see or whatnot. So not to, uh, well, only because of, of recent events with the shootings, I'm, I'm thankful for the second amendment. 
thankful that we have the you know the right to bear arms, the right to self defense. Thankful for that, um, and we need to continue to defend that right because there we see this every time some sort of tragic event that involves guns, people are out here actively really wanting to take that freedom away. So I think that's something that we really need to be vigilant as far as defending our rights to self-defense because they're not going to stop as far as their mission to want to take away because they, in their mind, they, they view, I guess they, they view guns as far as they, that there's some, you know, autonomous deal where they're just, they just get up and start shooting people by themselves. I don't know, but, but not to continue on, but I just in general, just thankful for the constitution and, and the founding of this country, you know, basically. Now I'm also, I'm very thankful that Hillary lost. <laughs> thankful for that. That's I'm really thankful that Hillary Clinton lost. And I, I mentioned, was this the last podcast where I mentioned as far as, or maybe two podcasts ago, Oh, well, it was when I was talking about uh, a year since um, President Trump been elected. And I was just saying, just imagine what we would be, what what the stories we'll be talking about right now if Hillary Clinton were president right now. <laughs> you know, it's not the it's not like we are in utopia, which one I don't believe in for one. But it just. Can you imagine what we'll be dealing with with the uh, a Clinton administration and what how and all that I can't even imagine that really what are you talking about like, like Supreme Court justice who she would have appointed and what you know what her appointees in the different cabinets and what they've been doing right now and and probably who who knows I can, yeah it's just something you can't even imagine and so like you know like I said I'm thankful that Hillary lost I'm also thankful for the decisions that have been made this past year. Not saying I I agree with all of them. First thing that I think of, I definitely don't agree with the civil asset forfeiture that um, the administration is, um, I guess, considering. Well, I guess it's still wanting to to keep up that policy. Um, I don't agree with that, and and I mean, like I said, there's other things I I can't say I I'm. I'm for everything that's going on, but I definitely like more decisions than I don't like. Uh, kind of going back to what I was saying about the Supreme Court, you know, you got Neil Gorsuch being uh, being appointed. That you know that was that was a good thing. I it just kind of recently with this whole tax reform, you know, um, I guess bill that's in the Senate. And maybe get maybe get voted on next next week. Hopefully that goes through. I I think it's a good bill. It's not perfect, but it's better than what we have. And I could just I'm just thinking about. I mean, like I said, it's not. <laughs> this is not the it, things could be a whole lot better. Could be better, basically. But in considering the alternative, I mean, even thinking about protecting religious liberty, kind of like what I mentioned, the very first thing that I'm thankful for and as far as uh, President Trump signing an executive order to do away with the Johnson Amendment. 
that basically um, the Johnson Amendment was basically keeping churches from uh, for promoting political candidates, basically. And just I mean, just something like that. And I'm just, just like I said, these decisions would not even been considered if we was in a Clinton administration. You know, these things would have been even would have been worse, like considering who that who who are picked would have been. And now, one thing that's definitely I don't I'm disappointed in not repealing Obamacare. That you know. That fell through. That fell to the wayside. Maybe, hopefully, it will be picked up next year, and it will find this will finally be done. But then I also think about it the other way around. Uh, Clinton administration would have strengthened Obamacare by now, or at least tried to through executive order, given that she wouldn't have the um, the votes in the in Congress. But still. Can you imagine how many executive orders she would have signed by now? <laughs> that oh, that just would have been just anyway. <laughs> so those those are the things I'm I'm thankful for. I mean, I'm thankful for this platform. I'm thankful for Spreaker <laughs> for being able to do this podcast. I'm thankful for being able to be heard on Google Play. Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Thankful for for that, and obviously, as I've mentioned all the time, I'm thankful for everyone that is li- that is listening right now, that has been listening, and I'm I'm thankful for for just that people care to want to hear this podcast. Um, I was talking, like I was saying, I was talking to a friend this um early this week, and. And, you know, she mentioned that, you know, I, yeah, that she listened to the podcast and she just said that I'm, you know, doing a good job that, you know, that's encouraging. That was, I, I appreciate that. You know, um, people, if you're listening, thanks for listening. And if you are, let me know. Cause I, I don't assume that it, you're just waiting with bated breath for the next podcast to come out next episode. I can't wait to hear what, what Brian's got to say today. <laughs> I'm not assuming that for me, I'm just getting behind this microphone and just kind of just putting it out there. And if people want to listen, that's great. And if you want to listen, I would encourage you to tell other people to listen then <laughs> and just continue to grow this to wherever it leads to really. And so that's, you know, that's all I can think of right now as far as what I'm thankful for. Obviously, there's a lot to be thankful for. Thankful for family, friends and family. Just thankful for having them in my life. And I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. And yeah, I mean, we we could go down and do it like we could do a podcast for hours talking about you know, things we're thankful for, but those are the things that I'm just thankful of right now. Just, and also I only have a couple of minutes left. So, (laughs) so once again, I I appreciate everyone listening. I I really do. And happy Thanksgiving. Um, and whenever you listen to this, but this is 
<laughs> this is released on Thanksgiving, and I just want to say what, you know, like I said, thankful for family. And if you're with your family right now, just, I guess, enjoy their company. Don't, you know, if you, I'm not going to be one of the people that tell you, don't talk about politics um, on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be one of the people. I feel like you should be able to talk about politics. But unfortunately, that people make it seem like if you do, then that's going to cause a lot of strife, which it shouldn't. You should, you know, regardless of where you stand, you know, your family members, if they agree or disagree, you should be able to have a discussion without going at each other's throats. So I'm not going to be one of those people that said, don't discuss politics around during a dinner table. I think you should have a healthy discussion. That's what I think. That's what I should say that you should have. If you're going to talk about it, have a healthy discussion. If you disagree, that's fine. <laughs> Just disagree and move on. But I think, you know, these things are important. Whether you're talking about politics or even more so theology. If you're telling someone that they should, you know, believe in Jesus Christ. If you're telling people, if you're telling someone the gospel, that's, that is important. And I don't think you should be, you know, restricted because people, because it's, it's been being viewed as far as that you should be quiet about things that are important in this world. And the gospel is, is the most important. And also, and then if you're talking about politics, as far as what affects you in your community, anyway, just want to say that. I mean, I think you, you should just say what you believe and, you know, and stand up for it. So, Anyway, appreciate it, everyone listening again. And until next week, we'll chat with you later. can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. 
It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow. So it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.